understands things now, finally. So, thank goodness. So, uh, it's a new day in the music world uh, compared to what it used to be as far as Christian music goes and what and what Christians are seen to be able to listen to. You know, yeah. So. But, well, uh, go ahead. You're, you're just going right along. You haven't let us say hello or introduce well, our guests. Well, I'm getting ready to or? tell everybody that we're listening, All that right. they're listening to WHAP. 1340 AM, 96.9 FM in Hopewell, Virginia. And we're broadcasting around Central Virginia and Richmond and all those areas around here. So, But uh, with me in the studio today, I have the Wonder Chick. How you doing? I'm good. It's, it's nice to be here today. Well, I'm going to let you talk for a while. You can introduce our guests. Well, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, you you were just on a roll there going on, and uh, our guest, Pastor Brett Cooper, is with us today, and he's over there shaking his head like he wanted to say something, but I, well, I wasn't I sure if he, if he knew he could say anything yet or not. Oh, no. We have, this is an open forum here. Oh, I, I, I thought everybody could see the nod. You know? Yeah, and we do that a lot. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> you know, we, we assume they can see what we're doing here. That's right. But uh, yeah, we don't adhere to Robert's rules here. If everything, if anybody gets out of line, I just cut their mic off. Though. That's how it is. That's, that's, that's more. That's rich don't, rules. Don't you wish you could do that in church sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. You, you don't have to answer that question. We don't want to put you under any kind of pressure or or anything like that. But um, but um, and and folks, you can't see it, but Pastor Brett has a sidekick here too. And uh, you want to say hello? Hi guys. You gotta come say hi to them. You, you the gotta mic. come over to the mic here, Isaac. Get right up over there. Hey guys. This is this is Isaac. This is Pastor Brett's sidekick and number one son. Isn't that right? You're supposed to say I'm his only son. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go for it, Rock and Rick. Well, I'm going to get into it and just go ahead and get into it this today. Uh, we got a lot of stuff out there. There are a lot of a lot of um, rock musicians, especially that have that have found Christ. And mm-hmm. and like I said, a lot of them still play secular music, and but they put it out there who they are and what they stand for. Um, yeah. There's a lot of bands that that have changed a lot of the words to their lyrics. Um, I know uh, um, I'm a Megadeth fan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was a Megadeth fan before Dave Mustaine found Christ. Right, and um, you know some of the lyrics are a little. Eh, yeah, Whatever. But, right. But, you know, when <laughs> yeah. they do, when they now when they do a lot of stuff in concert, they do change the words up some. Right. Um, he is he is pretty adamant about that. Um, Dave Mustaine is a is a is a strange guy. If you don't really understand him, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you were talking earlier. You said you were listening to something about him earlier today. Yeah. But, you know, he was. Um, hey, go ahead. You want to talk to him about it? Well, oh, no, I'm just you okay. know, well, you know, going along with the flow here. <laughs> like you were talking about, you know, he was in, he was one of the original founders of Metallica. Yes, and he really was dealt a dirty hand by them. Right. Uh, when when he was pretty much cut out of the band. Right. And uh, and uh, it's pretty much you know, you come to come to rehearsal one day and the door and the door's locked and there's somebody else playing there playing guitar. So wow, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, you know? and it's pretty rough stuff. Yeah. Man. So, but um, but he went on to to other things, bigger and better things for him personally because he got to explore his music his way mm-hmm. but through megadeth and he's actually influenced uh members of his band too right uh, along the way after after he was saved so keep going okay you gotta get closer <laughs> to your mic you're like uh, no it's on there i know it's, it's not doing good well it's pegging up there i can see it 
now when you look <laughs> at it, but when you anyway, sit there, you get away from it. All right, it. we're going to get into a song here, and um, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back. Uh, that was uh, Molly Hatchet with One Last Ride. Before that, we had Megadeth with uh, Symphony of Destruction. That was uh, Dave Mustaine, of course, leading that with his uh, angelic vocals. <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, um, he's definitely a neat guy. I, I've uh, I've heard some interviews with him, and I, I know right. you were listening to one earlier. Yeah, and uh, and he's he's just he's a neat guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to say, uh, explain. He's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell by by listening to him. He's just oh, very absolutely. intelligent, and and um, like I say, he was really he was really fortunate that he b- came bounced back and got up on his feet like he did yeah. with his group. Um, I know at that time he probably wasn't doing the things that he should be doing. Uh, right, and he'll tell you that I'm sure that that uh, that you know he was not living the life he should have lived. But mm-hmm. but he he is blessed to be where he's at now. Um, he also had a, a problem with, uh, I know he had a problem with his arm, with his left arm. Did, did you ever hear about that? Where I did where no, he was, he I had, um, he had an injury and this was at, this is after he found Christ. He had an injury. It was like carpal tunnel, but it was really bad and he had to do surgery, but they didn't think right. he'd ever be able to play guitar again. Wow. And so I know that there's a lot of, through a lot of prayer and, uh, a lot of guidance of the surgeon's hand by God that he is able to play again so yeah you know, so that would have been a, a scary thing for him i couldn't imagine not being able to play guitar yeah. again so but um but that the, the last song he played was molly hatchet their drummer bruce crump um uh he has passed now uh he had uh he had uh throat cancer i believe is what got him and uh, mm. he was he ended up when he left molly hatchet he ended up in living in mechanicsville and he actually played wow. uh, drums in a local church in Mechanicsville. Oh, that's so, that's cool. I yeah, didn't know so, that. Yeah, so that's what he did. He was a, uh, and uh, he's he'd been a Christian a long time, even went while he was with Molly Hatchet too. So, but um, yeah, he was a he was a pretty neat guy too. <laughs> I, I really I used to love love seeing the Molly Hatchet shows and stuff. It was just a lot of fun. But um, well, Tina has a story that would be relating to the one last ride song. Yeah, it's kind of neat uh, that you'd pick that, that song, One Last Ride, because we actually have a set of friends. Um, now, this is not about rockers, but it's about someone on a journey. Uh, we have friends who left uh, Hopewell and Richmond on Friday, and they are going on a journey. We're calling it A Mission of Love. And um, Rick decided we would play this song for them because uh, what they're doing is um, the gentleman, Eric, his father passed away in 2015, and then uh, his mother had passed away. Well, his mother is buried here in Richmond. They had a homestead here in Richmond on Staples Mill Road, and uh-huh. um, the parents passed away. Well, now they want to develop that area, so they had to go in and clean the house out. Well, when they did, they found his father's boots, and his father was a hunter. Uh-huh. So every year for about 65 years, he said that his, his dad would go to South Dakota, and they have a, a homestead there mm-hmm. you know, from earlier years. And uh, he would hunt. He would go pheasant Mm. hunting. Well, he always wore his boots. He was never comfortable unless he had his boots on. Mm -hmm. Well, they found his boots. Wow. So he and his best friend, and and he calls a brother from another mother, David, uh, because he kind of was adopted into the family years ago, uh, decided, David decided the best thing to do with these boots were to take them back to South Dakota and place them in the hunting lodge where they would do their hunting, including the pheasants and this sort of thing. So... They took some of the earth here where his mother's buried, uh-huh. and they got the boots, and they went on this journey to South Dakota. And we've been following them on our website, and um, 
He's been kind of letting us know stuff in between, but they went there, and uh, I think they arrived there late, late Sunday night in South Dakota, and then Monday they went and placed the soil uh-huh. on the grave site where his dad is, and uh, or the earth, and then they took the boots, but the the one last ride song is for his dad, the, oh, the one last cool. ride that's carrying great. the boots. Yeah. So uh, we thought that was kind of fitting for what they were doing, but we're going to be following those guys on their journey. They've left... Um, where they were at in um, Lake, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was, Lake, I can't remember now. It's on our website. But um, anyway, from there to South Dakota or to Sturgis is where they're at now. But um, on the on the journey, Eric's, Eric's just, he wants to be a light and wow. talk to people and share the love of Jesus on this journey. They're not sure where they're going next. They're just kind of going where God takes them. Right. So right. we're going to follow God. them and see who who they talk to and the folks they run into and just kind of um, just see what God's going to do in that situation. But that's that's a little bit about them. He may call in during the show at some point. But um, when Rick found the song, we thought that'd be a fitting song for yeah. For his dad's boots in the soil, that one last ride. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. And it it has a, a rocker that was living on a rock. That's right. You know, even though he's no longer with us, he is now he is with the rock. That's right. He that's is, right. He is a, and he is at home with Jesus. He's playing in a, a band in heaven. So <laughs> rocking. So, that's right. There we go. <laughs> You're right, he's rocking. Well, um, you know, I'm a um I'm a child of the sales, born in the sixties. I guess you'd say I'm a child of the 70s and 80s mostly, but I was born in the 60s. So, you know, I grew up listening to, uh, now my sister is five years older than me, so she listened to hard rock. And, and so I grew up listening to the real hard rock stuff too. So um, the real hard rock guitar players were always, um, I guess, what I aspired to, to be, you know, mm-hmm. and um, because I just really loved the way they did things. And one of my favorite guitarist was carrie livgren he's uh he was the guitar player for kansas okay uh, i don't know if you've ever heard his testimony before his testimony is awesome he was um he was uh, uh way out there he was uh what do you call those uranium uranian you know where they they, mm-hmm. they pray to the, the, the gods of space and all this other stuff right right and he and so he was just way out there with that and he was on they were on tour with uh with LaRue, it used to be called Louisiana's LaRue was the name okay. of the band. And their singer was a Christian, but, and he was a, 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 a very devout Christian, you know. Wow, yeah. Uh, so, and so Carrie saw him reading the Bible one day. Uh-huh. And, and he just, so he just started talking to him. Mm. And throughout the tour, I guess he just started talking to him, talking to him. And the singer from LaRue finally, you know, dispelled anything with, he used the Bible to dispel anything about yeah. the religion that Carrie was into at the time. Wow. So, and then Carrie said, well, you know, he said, I'm an intelligent man. I'm well-read. He said, I have no reason to not believe in Christ. Wow. And not believe that Christ is my Savior. That's awesome. So, and yeah. he did it. It was a rational thing that, he's, you know, that he, he came to that deduction that I, I don't have any other choice but to believe. Right on, right so on. Now, and, and so since he did, then, you know, after he does that with his head, then he can turn his heart over, you know. But if anybody wants to do that, just go online and look up Kerry Libran and, and listen to his testimony. It's really awesome. Yeah. So because he was way out, he was on the edge. Um, but since then, he has put out some, since the Kansas days, he's put out some of his own stuff, and it's all Christian stuff. And he's gotten other people to come in and, like, sing for him and things like that. 
But this song I'm going to play now. I'm going to I'm going to play it and let you see if you can tell who the singer is. Oh, okay. I don't know All if right. you know anything, but but you'll see you might be able to tell who yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, let's get this rolling and we'll be right back.
right. That was a nice little double shot of, well, the Edgar Winter group, but Rick Derringer was his guitar player. Um, so, and he is now doing uh, just Christian music. Uh, I don't think he does any nice. anything else, but he's actually taken some of his old songs and done Christian lyrics to it. Like mm. we call we call them save songs. Remember? Yeah, that's right. Getting the song saved. Saving songs. That's, that's right. right. And actually, I have a couple of saved songs in here too that we're gonna play here in a little bit. But uh, but um, yeah, like I was talking earlier with uh, Carrie Ligren, he had he um, enlisted the help of a singer for uh, that song, "To Live for the King," and uh, we're tr- we're trying to figure out who that was. Y'all want to say who it was? Or? <laughs> yeah, Ronnie James Dio. That's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Ronnie right. James Dio. So. But neither one of us could guess. No, no. We tried. Well, it's been, I was sitting there thinking back to that. And I was like 86. So I was going, you know, that's like 32 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. Since I really like listened When you put to it, it that you know, way, it just. It's, yeah, it's, it's been a while. So I was like, you know, the, the voice is so unique. Like you can't miss it, no, you know. That's... But um, I was so, I was sitting there going, I know the voice. I promise you that, but I don't know who it is. You know, what always, what always amazed me about, about Dio was when, when he sang, he was still articulate. Yes. Even if, even when he hit the highest screaming notes, he was just very articulate. It was, it was, every word was enunciated properly. Right on, right. You know, it was awesome. It was, just, it was just a totally different experience. But even even when he spoke like that, it still sounded cool. You know? right. so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that was amazing. Well, but, he um, had that. He could hit those high notes, man. Oh, and, yeah. You know, just, wow. And, and, uh, it, was, it was amazing. But, but um, I'm sorry to say that uh, he, he is no longer with us. But, well, you know, his, his legacy lives on. He's... Uh, He's still considered the the godfather of heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and even though he came out after a lot of the heavy metal artists did, but, oh, we can sound like we got a phone call here. We have our in. phone call. All right, here we go. Hello, caller. You are on the air. Man, I am glad I'm on the air. <laughs> oh, it's you again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so have you been li- you've been listening? Yep, I've been listening since uh, around one. We're on our way to uh, Key Largo, so right now we're in Naples, Florida, on Interstate 75. Oh wow! Well, did you know the answer to that question? Did you know who was singing in that song? Oh no, I didn't. I'm surprised. Well, for- I'm surprised. We have to let folks know that for, for the other folks listening that don't know, this is our very own Reverend Joseph Booth on the on the on the phone line here. Still let you live from Naples, Florida. <laughs> he's our he's our, our friendly uh, kickstart radio stalker because he stalks us every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, I thought I'd better call in because poor Pastor Brett isn't getting to say hardly anything, so I wanted to give him a shot. <laughs> well, yes, getting, sir. Uh, I'm getting ready to, to grill him. I'm getting ready to put him on the spot. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he's got some questions for me. He's going he's gonna to cut loose. I've been trying to do my research, uh, Reverend Booth. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch Rick. He comes up with some stuff that you can't answer. Yes, sir. <laughs> Do you do you have a, a a trivia question you could ask to see if Pastor Pastor Brett or Reverend Booth know the answer? Yeah, see that'd be good. Oh. I could have my um my uh, tour guide here to help me. I, I don't know. You know, normally I come up with these questions when I'm, I'm in my basement with that bare light bulb swinging over my head, and I try to come up with these weird questions. But <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> um, we were talking earlier about corn and the gentleman from corn who got saved. Does, uh -huh. do, do you know who that is, Reverend Booth? Why did you ask me yesterday when y'all were talking about it? <laughs> because. <laughs> well, I'm saying it could go, but, but, you know, this is, the question is going to follow through with something we talked about yesterday. I don't know if you were in here when we were talking to Chai about it or not. I think you, you were on the phone, maybe. But um, this person's, um, how would you say it? Uh, help me with this i know he knows I who we're talking know. about i just don't know how to put the question um you're talking about brian welch or head yeah, brian head welch yeah and, and alice cooper is that the right one no. alice cooper okay no. oh, oh well i was trying to get you on a question but i'm just i can't i can't put oh, them together well enough to ask you but uh anyway after looking basement obscure file and find all kinds of stuff. He's got that mess locked down tight. Yeah. Nobody it says do not enter. Oh man. No, I think I what we what we were talking about earlier with uh with Alice Cooper was uh with talking Pastor Brett that um Alice Cooper mentored Dave Mustaine on his his journey to find Christ and to clean up his life. Correct? Yeah that's right. That's right. So, he was became his godfather and uh, really looked out for him. So that's that's wild to think of those two. Oh yeah, you know, and how their journey to come to Christ was. Yeah, because we, we were we were joking yesterday that, that you know Alice Cooper is saved, and but we were wondering if he if, if his snake was because he still walks around that snake. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, you want to make sure that that snake is saved because that could be dangerous. <laughs> Speaking of those, you know Jake the Snake, the wrestler. He's a big Christian. Goes around and speaks it. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's down in um, where I used to youth pastor in Georgia. He he was uh, real close to there, and he'd go around to youth ministries and tell everybody and bring the snake with him. So oh, that wow. snake must have been must have been saved. We got to get these yeah. snakes saved. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you think you can do that, uh, Reverend Booth? <laughs> oh boy i was i was thinking uh y'all were talking a bit earlier about uh rock music being called devil music and i was thinking of course i've always liked rock music i mean since i was before y'all were born so uh i always my take on it was people old you know the older people would talk about, oh, that music's bad and that devil music and all that. And so I, I didn't to them, but I always prayed for the artists. And I said, you know, they're very talented, and God could use that talent for his kingdom. Instead of cutting them down, I said, I need, and other people need to pray for them. So obviously, other people did pray for them. Yeah. And prayer will find you. Yep. And so that that to me is uh, the key thing. We look at entertainers and uh, sports figures and other people that's in the public eye, politicians. You know, we look at all that and we can uh, disparage the type of things that they're doing or talking about or their actions or their uh, personal life. But how many of us really take time each day 
to pray for several of them or even one of them mm. that God will move in their life and mm-hmm. help that person, whatever's going on, to overcome that, to save them, and use their talents and abilities for him. That's right. Yeah. That's a good, that is definitely a good point. I didn't mean to slow you down. I just thought I'd, I'd tell you it's 96 degrees here in Naples. So. Wow. Yeah. I was going to ask you for a, a forecast, toasty. for a weather forecast from sunny Florida. So. It, it rained for about a minute and a half, and then it stopped and went sunny again. That's what it always does there, isn't it? <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's funny. We're getting this uh, Florida forecast every day here. Um, I hope you call in on your show tomorrow to give us a Florida forecast. Hopefully, Lord willing, we'll be in Key Largo this afternoon late. And so uh, I'll be sitting down there in the condo and give you all a weather report. (laughs) Yeah, just rub it in a little bit. It almost makes you wish you were in Florida, doesn't it? No, somebody's (laughs) got to stay here and do the shows. Yeah, there's no place. I really there's no place like Central Virginia, though. I'm telling you what. Sweet Virginia breeze. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Well. I'll, well. I'll let you go. Good to talk, Pastor Brett. What's that? Pat, Reverend Booth? Good to talk to you, and hopefully I get to hear your voice because, you know, really, it's hard to get a word in, but that's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get that chatty Kathy speech at home too, so oh, I'm gonna yeah. be quiet and let everybody else talk. That's good stuff. Well, oh, this is the yeah. one time he's got to talk because he's the one that knows all the wonderful history here about rockers living on the rock. That's right. I don't know about all yeah, the history. The history like most people, I enjoy the music, but I don't know all of the background, and it's fun to learn this stuff. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get rolling again, and you'd be safe out there. Yeah, be safe out there right. traveling we'll around. Go. We'll call in tomorrow, too. All righty. All right. Watch out for those gators. Goodbye. We had another caller trying to call in. If you're listening, you can give us a call. I'm sure it's probably our friend Eric trying to call in, so... uh but it was cool to hear from Reverend Booth. I know he loves this rock and roll stuff. Yes. Yeah, he does. So, well, well he, he, it's amazing how he captures it like a parable in the Bible. And oh, yeah. he will take something that I, I think a lot of people would have like demonized and said, this is evil. Now, if you put it in that context, it's probably not a good idea. But when you put it in the context that he does, where he explains it as a parable, and it's powerful. He, yeah. he, he yeah. understands it. And, I think some of these songs, if we could, if we could hear their voice and hear their outcry, That's you know, right. um, that really a lot of times these guys are are going through depression. You know, yeah. Do you know that um, statistics say that seventy percent of rock musicians, tour, big time touring rock musicians, seventy percent are are depressed to the point of mental illness. Oh, wow. And that is just, when you think about that, that's staggering. These are people who are crying out. They're very talented. And I think like a lot of us, they think this is the dream life. This is everything. This is what, um, you know, if I could just have this, then I would have everything I need. And then they get it all Mm -hmm. and they realize, 
this isn't what I thought it was going to be. No, and you know that's it, people think it's just it's just nothing but fun and a party all the time. But oh, yeah. you know those guys they they're working twenty five hours a day eight days a week. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So oh we got another call coming in. Let's see if we can get that. Hello, caller. You are on the air. <laughs> Hey, 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 it's the Wonder Chick. This is the Wonder Chick. Is this Eric in mm -hmm. South Dakota? Yeah, we're in Sturgis. Wow, that's cool. It is cool. So how did I, I was explaining a little bit earlier about your trip um, and what you guys were doing. Did you hear the song that Rick played for you guys? No. Rick did a dedication and played a song for y'all. Well, for your dad, yeah. for the boots and for the earth that you guys oh. are have have taken away you want to tell him what song you played yeah it was uh it was one last ride by molly hatchet oh hang on a second i remember that all over the place i don't remember that one last ride by molly hatchet yeah that's right oh bless your heart yeah, we're doing a uh, topic today is Rockers Living on the Rock, and it's about uh, rock and roll artists who have um, accepted Jesus into their life and doing some of the trivia and the information. Uh, rock, Rick found that song last night, and we thought that would be a fitting song for what you guys were doing uh, with your dad's boots and the earth that you brought from Virginia to South Dakota. No, it is perfect because that was his last ride, and his material remains or his boots. And yeah, you know, put all that to bed. It's really wonderful, very just amazing. Well, do you want to share just a little bit? We've got some stuff on the website, um, and we told our listeners today a little bit about what you guys are doing. Do you want to just uh, share a little bit about what you're doing on this journey that y'all are, are on? <laughs> I'm sure will. We, uh, my father was an amazing man, one of these greatest generation fellows, naval aviator captain of industry and he uh he shared his shop with his friend of mine david for 40 years or so i've never not known david we're in, you know church kindergarten boy scouts acolyte anyway he lived on a place where i grew up and shared a shop with my father two of the finest craftsmen i've ever met and when my father passed he's cremated and had his ashes and my mother's ashes in a churchyard and um Northside Richmond, where we went to church for many, many, well, 55 or 60 years. And my father took a nasty patch of ground between the buildings and made a beautiful memorial garden just for that. And we had a funeral out here as well for some of his remains. But David, he's one of the most righteous fellows you'd ever want to meet. He took it on himself. I thought my father had asked him to do this. But David took it on himself because my mother's ashes were all in Richmond. So David got some soil from the churchyard with their ashes mingled together and some of the sawdust from the pile behind the wood shop. And he was going to come out here and do this on his own. It's his idea. And I was standing in the shop looking at him one day. He told me what he was going to do. I said, you can't go out there alone. He said, are you coming? Gulp. What do you say? It would be a... It would be a just a shame he came out here by himself so that was last fall and then charles's gold wing is a part of this story his red naked gold wing that i got from him i was like well i'm gonna have to get that back on the road and find some bags and campaign that some of my neighbors um said what are you gonna do with that red gold wing and i told them the story 
this fellow Buddy Ray says, oh, no, baby, we ain't letting you go out there with that. And they hooked me up with another guy from the campgrounds, go wing, go when I've got. And he couldn't handle it because he's sick with cancer. He got a trike. Well, he's gone now. But it really is a sacred mission and a sacred bike. And it's just been an amazing trip. I've never done anything like this before. But we're uh, 2,000 miles and long day visited with my cousin. And my number one cousin would be the one most fitting. He was one of these men my father picked up. He picked up young men and um, made men out of them. And Wade was one of them. And he is a crop adjuster out here for insurance. And he hadn't been home for six weeks. And we called him coming up through Iowa. And he said, funny thing, I just had to be home for a couple of days. And he was able to go out there with us to the churchyard, the cemetery in this little town, Lake Preston. And dug a hole in the ground. And David put their ashes in there and decorated the stone with uh, M&M's. My father's favorite candy, and uh, yeah. Then that post hole digger is from the old home place where my family's been living for almost 150 years now. That's where the lodge is, where we hung up his boots. We've been cleaning pheasants, and family's been coming out here hunting pheasants continually for 65 years. Yeah, it's quite a story. That's neat. That's a cool story, and it's it's neat that um. You know that we can follow you on our on our Kickstart Radio show because of the you know you ride you guys riding out there on the motorcycles, um, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to do that. We're gonna post some more stuff on our website and um, see where you guys are going now. Do you have a mission from this point on, or are you just kind of going with the flow to see where God leads you? Well, yes and yes. Um, David, there's some places. He came out here before for my father's funeral. He made it to Sturgis in three days from Richmond. Wow. We had a little problem with his bike. He missed some places. He wants to see some places here he missed. And I've got um, to go to Standing Rock. I was standing out in front of a little store on the island this uh, late this winter. And, uh, and, you know, going through a huge transition was painful, but the Lord was behind it. And this woman shows up and praise for me, and I said, I'm looking for courage. He goes, go to Standing Rock. And that's where the water preservers were. You remember there was a camp out there a couple of years ago, and the feds were driving the pipeline across the Missouri River and through their sacred burial grounds. And they stayed out there as long as they could, and they were finally driven out by force, rubber bullets, dogs, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was really shameful. But the camp is gone, but there's a growth. Something grew out of that, so... That's uh, coming up for me. And then what happens after that? David's got another four or five days before he has to head back. So, um, and there's that thing about, you know, the Lord's commissioned me to find men of renown, heroes who are willing to enter into a deep baptism of repentance mm-hmm. in order to uh, drive back the uh, these forces of darkness that are arrayed against this. I'm probably going to drop down to Colorado. There's a man down there um, who's one of these sorts of fellows. I haven't seen him in a long time. He was captain on a schooner I was on for a while. It was a Lord ministry schooner. And then whatever happens after that, I don't know when I'll be back. Well, it sounds like an interest, interesting story, and we are definitely going to follow you as you do this. And I know you're going to, you've been sending pictures and this sort of thing, but I would like to. We have uh, our pastor from our church, uh, Crossroads Church, Pastor Brett in here. If it's okay with you, 
Eric, I, I would like for Pastor Brett to pray for you guys on this mission that you're on, on this journey. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Amen. That's been one of the wonderful things about this is David thought he was going to come out here by himself, and then I thought, well, I'll just, you know, go with him. But we're we're so very not alone. There's such a huge tailwind behind us and so much love, and we feel so sent and covered. Mm. It's uh, it's um, I'm tearing up. Mm. You know, we've got people to talk to. We've been on pushing, and we just haven't been able to connect and share with folks like we wanted. So please, mm. please, please, go take the prayer. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Pray for you right now. Lord, thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for everything that's already taken place, for the safety they've already had on their journey. And right now, Lord, I come before you asking you that you would specifically open up doors of blessing, that, Lord, they would be able to be blessed to be a blessing, that just as you worked through Abraham and spoke over him and said, you are blessed to be a blessing, I pray that right now you would do just that, that, Lord, you would use Eric powerfully and that there would be transformation in people's lives that would take place. That, Lord, there were there are people who are waiting to hear and waiting to experience what they have. So, I, Lord, I speak over that right now, that every part of the earth that they touch, Father, everywhere that they go, that they would experience blessing and that they would be a blessing. That, Lord, even as they go into Colorado, that which specifically hits my heart, I ask you that right now you would speak to them and through them, that there would be an awakening in that state. That where they're at, that is they're, they're in Sturges, that you would use them powerfully there. But Lord, specifically, I feel that, that uh, tug, and I believe it's no mistake that we would be talking about Colorado right now, that if that comes about, that Lord, you would bring an awakening in that area. And that Lord, you would have divine appointments that are awaiting them, that they can experience, and that blessing would come. Come and do what only you can do in every way, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, amen. Amen. So be it. Thank you. That was that was a good one. Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, Eric. Well, we are going to sign off now, but I know you will be in touch through text messaging and sending pictures, and we're going to update that information for you here shortly, and folks can follow you on our webpage. Well, I'm going to do better than that. I uh, um, I got another helmet. My other one, I'd ridden it short term, but it doesn't fit. It was scrubbing my ears off. And uh, this one, I called Annie. I think it'll work well with my headset. So I might be able to talk while I'm riding because i got plenty of time on my hands. Okay, cool. So I, I hope to be more connected than I have been. The pace is slowing up a little bit. <laughs> All right. We'll get some rest. And you guys be careful. And I will definitely be in touch. And we'll be updating the website uh, this afternoon with your pictures and your information. And uh, you keep us posted along the trip, okay? You betcha. All right. Y'all be safe. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bless, brother. All right. That sounds, a, that sounds like an exciting trip, though. It's it, interesting. It does. Uh, it's really cool, and the, it's so heartfelt. I mean, you know they're, they're going with a mission, and that's super cool. So I hope they, right. they plant a lot of seeds for Jesus along the way. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. And hope uh, everybody will stay tuned and follow, you know, over the next few days or weeks, depending on how long he's gone. But but uh, right now you're listening to WHAP, 1340 AM, 96.9 FM here in Hopewell, Virginia. And um, you, you were talking before he called in about, about the, um, 
you know rockers and stuff they're they're depressed and yeah. uh, and and struggling um there's the next band i i got a song it's weird because i just had it pulled up when when you started talking about that uh it's king's x uh they were they were all christian before they formed most of them were they've formed in in uh bible college and stuff wow, wow. and um the most of their songs or some of their songs that, that seem kind of dark are mm-hmm. that are just that they are dark they're they're about their struggles with religion right. or their spirituality uh, and things like that uh, and and it's brought it's put out more like a everyday hey i'm an everyday guy right. this, these are things i struggle with too just like you whatever you know right. and uh well this song is actually a song about about celebration about um about it's, it's actually a song about the way he was raised kind of like the way i was raised right. uh my my mother taught me things about prayer and things like that mm-hmm. that his grandmother taught him about hearing hearing music from heaven um if you listen hard enough you know you'll hear mm-hmm. you'll hear from god basically is what he, what she was saying but i'm gonna go ahead and play this song and um uh, and see what y'all think this is king's x
That was Grand Funk Railroad with uh, Shining On. That's a uh, that's again one of my one of my favorite guitar players, Mark Farner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the guitar player for Grand Funk Railroad, and uh, he does nothing but Christian music now. Also, wow. yeah. So he was a, a big influence on me as far as guitar playing. I, I loved his style. He was um, one of the most. What did they say when he won an award for? on the list of one of the most complete guitar players because so, <laughs> wow. he could play anything any style anywhere anytime so, that's cool yeah, he's just he's just an awesome guitar player but um and he's still alive and kicking and still putting out records wow so, that's great well cds now i guess you know <laughs> so, cds yeah that's... we were just talking about about old school stuff too so records you can tell where i'm coming from so. that's right it's <laughs> funny so, yeah so what do you think uh, pastor brett about um guys that 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 have found Jesus and are still putting it out there and uh-huh. um what do you think about that well you, you mean where they're still uh singing some in the, some of the same bands that yeah. they used to be in yeah. yeah i think it like i was listening to Brian Head Welch um coming in here listening to his testimony he talks about how he was sitting there watching um watching an evangelist and he he had taken a you know like a twenty dollar bill or whatever and had um snorted a line of cocaine and he realized my goodness man I, what am i doing to my kid what am i doing in my life and he, and he said he looked up and he said lord i you know if you if you're real help me out of this get me out of this drug habit get me out of this stuff you know help me out um and he was delivered, you know, and it was powerful. And so now what he does is, you know, he goes before shows and goes and prays for people and witnesses the gospel. And I just don't believe that that door would be there. Right. Without I, that, I think it's dangerous if, like, we just put, you know, some bands out there without any context. Like, what we're doing is we're sharing the context. Or if you're going to use it as a parable, you know, I think that that's a very powerful way to witness the gospel. Um, I even believe that there's a lot of these guys that are crying out that if we could just hear their music and hear their outcry, you know, if you listen to like, um, I remember I asked, you know, my mother's a psychologist, so I remember listening to Bob Seger's Turn the Page, and I, and I started listening to it, and I thought, man, he's not a happy guy. No, no, that's right. <laughs> I said, it doesn't sound like he's enjoying being a rock star, and I, so I asked my mom, you know, what, what do you think about this? She said, well, you, honey, you need to understand a lot of those guys, it's a horrible life. Yeah. She said, you know, you, you have no peace wherever you go. You're, you're never going to, there's never any peace and quiet. People are mobbing you everywhere you go. Yeah. And yeah. It's not what you think it is. And just really began to break that down. And I think for a lot of these guys, they've got a platform. And if they can share, you know, in that platform, it's powerful. If you listen to a lot of like Lenny Kravitz yeah. music, a lot of yeah. his stuff is straight up preaching the gospel that, that's you know? right yeah when he's singing mm-hmm. are you gonna go my way or, you know he's he's singing about jesus you yeah know? that's that's yeah. all about jesus christ and being a, becoming a follower of christ and he's doing that in a way that in in an avenue that other people wouldn't be able to do and sometimes we could get too religious i think we need to know where that line is right yeah because it's it's hard to it's hard to to be relevant to somebody if you're not mm-hmm. kind of speaking their language right you know it's like uh it's like going in into a a a restaurant in a foreign country and trying to order something in english it just doesn't work you know you you have to speak their language yeah absolutely um yeah i i I agree with you i think that uh 
I think that, especially like with 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 corn's uh, situation, mm-hmm. I think that's opened up a lot of doors. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, and it, and it really has it really has affected a lot of people mm-hmm. um, because they because they are relative to those people that are actually at their shows. Yes. So, so I think it's important that, that people remember that. You know, and I, I hear a lot of people say, you know, well, they're Christian now. They shouldn't be doing these kind of things and whatever. Right. They don't realize that their their lifestyle has changed, even though even though their music is still reaching the same crowd. Yes. But their lifestyle has changed. Yeah. So, well, so. I think we, you know, as believers, this is where the Holy Spirit, you know, the work of the Holy Spirit comes in. You know, we talked about Holy Ghost and Brian Head Welch is in that movie holy ghost that documentary and they show lenny kravitz in there and and a lot of these guys they there's this calling from god and that's where they've been placed and that's where god is at work and i believe for all of us we have to start to feel that conviction and understand through the power of the holy spirit what's what's good and what really is the devil it's like dave mustaine was saying they asked him the question you know i was listening on the way over here he said you know do you think heavy metal music is demonic and he said well you know no i mean obviously not but he said in some cases yes in some cases there there really there really are demonic things that are going on and you really you really need to watch out for that but he was also saying you can you know you can way overdo that too right yeah um we have to be careful of legalism we have to start to so you know for me i try to look at where's my standard like for instance when it comes to music i I wouldn't, without context, I don't want my daughter to hear a song that's singing all about sex and right. turning that on in her. You, do you see what I'm saying? Exactly. Like when right. she gets, when she's a 10, 11 year old in middle school and she's starting to go through puberty and all that, I don't want that to get turned on in her. Exactly. That's right. And yeah. um, so without some context, without some explanation of what that's all about. That's um, right. Yeah. Or, you know, you look at uh, songs that, that are, really against christ right i think we have to watch out for that you know for me i hit a real moment i mean i was in community college and had gone back to school after i got saved you know and i'm i'm walking one day and and i hear bob man off in the distance you know bob marley right i thought man that's cool bob marley here we go and and i heard him say something i'd never heard before all of a sudden i heard him say these words i'm sick and tired of your easy kissing game Die and go to heaven in Jesus' name. Ah, we know when we understand mighty God is a living man. I went, whoa, 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 chief. (laughs) Now listen, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) I like this reggae music and the sound is incredible, but where are you coming from with that, buddy boy? And and, and what I started to have to realize is, okay, and, and I think that moment for a while in my life took me over the top the other way. Yeah, because I started going, okay, well, all this stuff's bad, and I got to get rid of everything. And I think in that I started to miss something. Like more recently, I started to listen to like, um, what are some of, and really study into some of these lyrics. Well, you look at like Smashing Pumpkins, which would have been a band that I had turned in one of my CDs, mm-hmm. you know, for. But when I sat down and really looked at some of their lyrics, there's there's a point where he's he's crying out, right. somebody show me God. Yeah. Somebody show me the truth. Somebody show me what's real. Because he said, you know, that song where he says, despite all my rage, I'm still just ready. Mm-hmm. You know, where where he goes into that. Well, there's a powerful moment in that where he starts talking about Job. 
right and him relating himself to job you know and yep. that that yeah. whole experience yeah. he starts to talk about um how depressed he is it's really his you know bob seeger turn the page song you know yeah because yeah. he's saying can you mm -hmm. fake it for just one more show you know act like you like this act like you're living the life everybody's dreaming about and right. whatnot yeah. but then he realized he starts saying you know i need jesus like he's literally saying wow. i need jesus and I believe as believers, let's be careful not to demonize everything. Are there songs out there and things out there where, where people really are demonic? Sure. Oh yeah, there's something. There's something I just absolutely won't listen to. You just you know, can't just, do, it. Won't yeah. do it. Yes. You know, but and but to over demonize everything. Right. We've yeah. really got to be careful with that because, and we also have to realize, in the midst of everything, we can use parables and we can teach. That's and right. We can start to open that up, but that I believe that context needs to be there. I agree with you. I agree with that. So, and 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 something else I noticed too. Um, well, you're talking about Lenny Kravitz, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, guys like that, and, and there's so many of them. You, as Christians, a lot of times I know I'm afraid to maybe go up to somebody and say, hey, "Do you know Jesus Christ?" You know, yeah. I'm kind of afraid of that. But it seems like these guys they're in the public eye all the time. Yeah. If they put it out there. You know, they're, they're no, you know, they don't hold back anything. They let people know I am a Christian. This yeah. is my belief. Right. And this is why, you know, and they, they put it out there to people. And it's, uh, it kind of seems like, like they're, I don't know, maybe not, you know, not ashamed, mm -hmm. but, but not as afraid to tell somebody something, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, which is kind of odd because of the lifestyle they came from right. and what they've turned into. Right. And I think that I think that maybe it was because, like you say, their lifestyle was so off the rails that that they're so they're so thankful that they are saved. It's a little right. bit different situation than a lot of people's lives are that that, you know, that that constant nonstop, you know, being abated by somebody, you know. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think to some degree and just continuing to answer, it's a job like anything else i mean you you have a job and you have a really good job and you have a job where if i'm in the marketplace i need to witness yeah. and that's what i think a lot of these guys are doing they're keeping their job and they're continuing to bring christ onto the marketplace right. and this awesome opportunity that's been opened up to them i believe that they recognize that but it here again it takes the holy spirit you just have to know from god and trust the lord and hearing that i you know i think that Brian had welts away from corn. I don't know how much of a witness, you know, if the, if that was what God had for him and said, hey, stop doing this and start a Christian band, then that's maybe so. But yeah. too too often we and as Christians can kind of put ourselves in a subculture. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh, we, we have Christian schools and we have um, I heard one guy say it this way one time. You know, we have Christian schools and we have Christian music and we have Christian fast food, you know, some Chick-fil-A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everything's yeah. everything's Christian this and Christian that. And we kind of subculture ourselves. Well, that's one way if you're going to a retreat to like a Christian retreat where you're really just trying to get G all in Jesus. Right. For a weekend yeah. or whatever. But the truth of the matter is we live in this world. Right. And we need to be able to witness to people and. You know, I I think that being that light, 
I, I went to my uh, talk about rockers, man. My, I've got two stepbrothers who are just rockers. I mean, they you know they come up out in the seventies and play guitar and all that stuff. And um, I did one of their weddings, um, and I used to hang out with their friends, you know, and and smoke pot and do all that kind of stuff with them. Well, one of their friends came up to me and he said, and he was genuinely being serious, you know, he was cussing like crazy, but he was being serious. He said, you know, I just I just want you to know, blankety blank, that. I respect the blank out of you and all this and and just just want you to know that 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 you're you're living this life and he meant that in his heart yeah and right. I think that we've got to be able to realize that in people so for these guys in bands rockers who are out there on the rock you know um, who are living that thank God that they're doing it yeah yeah and I think and I let's think see the context I think like you're saying they understand they understand where their audience is because mm -hmm. they were there. Yeah. And so they can meet them there where their audience is. Yes. And um, and it's kind of neat because, you know, a lot of, like, I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to go and witness to somebody right there mm -hmm. and have the same effect that they would, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. So. It is important. It, it's uh, it's exciting, though, you know, and you, you watch this. I know we're running out of time. Um, that movie, the Holy Ghost movie. Yes. To watch these guys before the concerts, the number of people that are coming to Jesus. Amen. You know, because they're taking the time to do this, and it mm -hmm. is just—it's amazing mm -hmm. that you know. I wish there could be a, a, a Holy Ghost move like that, and you know, others. But the—it's mm. just so cool that um, they can take the lifestyle they had and turn it around for yes. the better to reach so many people to be able to plant the seeds for Christ that so many people mm. are getting saved. But yeah. um, this Amen. is well, look—I've had a lot of fun. I know I've got probably about four or five more of these shows worth of that this stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Man. Um, and uh, so I mean, I, I think we'll do some more of these shows. Yeah, you know, maybe we kinda... should. Maybe we should call it raw. Do it every Wednesday. Rockers living on the rock Wednesdays. Maybe so. so. That we can, because yeah. it's so much. And they're so, the stories are so inspiring. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's, it's pretty neat. Some of them are really neat. The, the, just the, the stories they tell. So. But um, I, I've enjoyed you being here, Pastor thank Brett. Thank you, sir. And thank thanks, you, thanks for coming in, and thanks for giving your opinions on things. And and uh, um, I'm glad I'm glad Joseph Booth called in. Yeah. And your son Isaac. I'm glad yeah, he was here today. Isaac here. Yeah. And um, again, I'm not sure if this is one of those moments, but the the views of the of the show today are are our personal views, mm -hmm. and not that so much of the radio station, but um. But I believe that as long as Christ is in it, it's it's a great thing. That's I agree with that too. And so we have a special guest tomorrow. That's right, Mr. Bill Bowman is going to be our special guest tomorrow, and and he'll be drawing the 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 winner of our giveaway. He will, he so. will. And if we don't hurry up and end our show, he's probably going to fire us because he needs to come in and set up for the next show That's today. That's right. So That's right. Uh, again, thanks our callers for calling in. Thank you, Pastor Brett. Thank you, Isaac. Rock and Ricky did a great job today. So did you, Wonder Chick. All right. As always, your your hosting is superb. But we will see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> Please join us tomorrow at one o'clock. That's right. And join me eleven thirty in the morning for uh, a step above wealth. That's right. All right. We'll see you then. Bye bye. Splendor, I